podcast where we drink wine and talk about the book Emma by Jane Austen. Yeah, we figured we'd round out the year with oh, yeah. a classic. Yes. So, um, this book was over 400 pages, so yay us. It was a struggle. <laughs> not, not because like I love the book, love Jane Austen, but yeah. the length of the book and the procrastination. <laughs> what's, your, what's your resolution for 2020? So my 2020 resolution to read this podcast is to not finish the book the day of or the day before recording. Yes. I think I that shouldn't have to be a resolution. <laughs> Here we are. So I'll let you know next month if that happened. Okay. Um, and we are, we are drinking infamous gold Cabernet Blanc. I've never heard of a Cabernet Blanc. But it's a 2018 white wine from France. Read you the back label. It says since 1890 the Puget Bay family has been producing award winning wines with Savoir Faire for the four generations. Located in the south of France on the Mediterranean Sea, La Colombette Estate pairs genius with innovation in this exquisite Cabernet Blanc derived from a new grape varietal, golden in color with exotic fruit on the nose. A lovely freshness on the palate with a subtle balance between acidity and fruit. So, um, it's. A beautiful bottle. Yeah, it's like the foggy, like you can't see through it completely. And it, it reseals. It's like... Yeah, it's the cork a, is like crystal. Yeah. It's like not a cork. It's amazing. It's kind of, it's almost like a fancy decanter. It looks like a butt plug. I thought the same thing, oh, but good. I didn't. <laughs> I was going to say it. <laughs> Whoops, sorry. Yeah, it is like a fancy decanter. It's like a fancy decanter, and it also sort of looks like a butt plug. Um, so naturally, that's why we picked it. Yes. Um, shall we try it? It's yeah. really pretty. It's color. gold. It's, it's literally correct. gold. It's not like the white wine regular. Oh, I am fascinated. Me too. It literally tastes like gold. Like, it doesn't taste like white. No. But it doesn't taste like red. It's like... Cabernet Blanc is exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm... It's really good. I think it's the right... I think it's the oh. perfect wine for this book. We did a fucking good job. Yeah, we did. Hell yeah. All right. So... We're talking about Emma. We're drinking wine. The wine is really good. Mm-hmm. It's golden. It's and literally golden. Um, I, I initially... It's like, it's not... It's like a smooth drink, but it doesn't taste like butter. No. But Chardonnay is very buttery, and it's not... It's, not, not, it's it. not as buttery as Chardonnay, but it's kind of smooth like Chardonnay. Um, it's, it's kind of a darker white wine, as white wines go. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would put it close to a Chardonnay, but, like... It's like a vinegar Chardonnay. Yeah, but a tasty vinegar. Yeah, that's like, you know, like vinegar salad dressing? Mm, mm-hmm. Like that kind of vinegar. Like a vinaigrette. Yeah. Okay. We're not drinking salad dressing out of wine. That's not what's happening. Oh, but I do have a salad inside that I might eat. <laughs> oh, good. Okay. Um, okay. We initially chose this bottle. Because well, it was pretty. It was pretty. But 
at least as far as characters, it is a foggy glass, like I mentioned. You yes. can't really see all the way through it. And we thought that that would be appropriate for Emma's character because she kind of misinterprets some key things throughout the book. Of God, she is so freaking naive. She's she like, is. she is the most frustrating. And yet I, she's very intelligent. She's, like she's so smart. And well-read. Yes. And the thing is like, she's like, okay, so I guess we're just going to dive in here. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I wrote a review of this book on Goodreads, which mm-hmm. I don't do super often, but I wrote a review of it. And, um, all I could think of, like, well, the reason I wrote it was, like, I love Jane Austen. This is an incredible Jane Austen book. I wouldn't start with this if you no. were reading Jane Austen yeah. for the first time. Because, like, You'll miss she's, so, she's less likable than the Bennets. Yes. Like, Jane and Elizabeth Bennet yes. in Pride and Prejudice. Granted, I haven't read anything else by Jane Austen. But, like, from what I understand, this is, like, one of the most popular. It's um, also one of the, I read on quite a few critiques of it. It's one of... They say it's her best, like, yeah. it's the most thought out, planned, well written. It's beautifully written, and, like, um, but she's not as likable, because she's, like, you can see her follies, you can see yeah. her faults, Which and then it's, like, why I, like that. I liked it, too, I really loved the book, mm-hmm. but, like, she as a character is less likable, yes, you know what I'm saying? True. So, yes. like, you kind of have to have the characters drive the story, and it's her, it, it's Emma, the book is Emma, so, like, um... I don't know. I really liked her, um, but I think... And I think something else I really liked about this book is that, like, none of the characters were perfect characters. Like, it's they true. all There's had not a faults. Single... I would... Yeah, you're right. And I really liked that. I thought it made them more real. Do you want to go through the characters real quick? Because there's not a lot sure. of them, and sure. I think we could do that. Um. So, Emma, who is the main character, she is... A young woman of about 22, 23, I think she says she is. 21. She's 21? Yeah. Okay. Um, and, but she's like the son of, whoa, the daughter of, <laughs> the daughter of a gentleman. Um, she's like the highest bred in her town. Yes. Is what I she's gather. held in high regard. She is to marry in high regard. She's like, she's super rich. She's got like 30,000 pounds, yeah. basically. Um, and, which is high for the time. Um, Her whole thing is that she likes to play matchmaker. She likes to set single people up. She sees it as a game, and if she wins, it's a successful game that she has won. Yes, and it's her success. It's not theirs. Right. It's not for their happiness. It's that she did it. Yes. Um, She's a little manipulative. Yes. Um, And then, so her dad is Mr. Woodhouse, and he is a hypochondriac and... um, an agoraphobe, basically. Yes, he never wants to leave his house, especially with weather. He thinks everyone's gonna get sick, and he's really weird about food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had to Google what gruel was. Oh, I know gruel. It's not good. <laughs> um. So okay, so that's her dad. Her sister Isabella is, I think, seven years older than she is, and yes. she's married to a man named Mister John Knightley. Yes. Um. So she is Mrs. Knightley. Um, Which is going to get confusing. She's got, like, six freaking kids or something like that. She just keeps having them. She keeps having kids. Um, And Mr. John Knightley has a brother, Mr. George Knightley, but he's just called Mr. Mr. Knightley. So if we say Mr. Knightley, we're talking about the young son of John Knightley. No, his brother. That's what I said? You said son. Well, brother. So John Knightley and Mr. Knightley are brothers. Yes. Um... From what I can tell, John Knightley is older than Mr. Knightley. 
Yeah, I would think so. Um, so Mr. Knightley is still in town. He's like head of this big house close by. He's he's basically just as rich as Emma is. Um, but he like is a lecture freak. I guess he likes to tell Emma like this what and to that. do. And, yeah, and maybe that's we don't know why, but he's. I mean, she's significantly younger. Maybe it's because he. Yeah, is, she's like sixteen years younger than he is. Yeah, and maybe it comes from him being um, like not secure in the fact that she's intelligent and manipulative and well read and but okay we'll get there yeah we're going through um, okay and then okay, Mr. Uh, Elton yeah you want to do him or you okay. want to do Harriet next so it doesn't matter uh, let's do I think Harriet is more so Harriet yeah so Harriet Smith is ends up being um, Emma's like BFF forever not quite she's like Emma sees Harriet Moore is like a protege, like a little project that she can turn this. So she's she doesn't really have parents that people know of. She goes to a local school for girls, and she. Because I would I would classify um, Mrs. Weston as Emma's BFF forever. Interesting, I didn't well, see that. Really? Yeah. Because they say that in, throughout the beginning. I saw. I saw Mrs. Weston was her governess. I, I saw Mrs. Weston as an older sister, like a different relationship than a best friend. Oh, interesting. Because uh, she would go to her with things and stuff and was excited to see her. And I think by the end, the character development of Emma just wanting Harriet to be happy makes them friends. Interesting. Okay. But overall, they're just, they're... They're friends. Um, Emma sees in Harriet an opportunity to play matchmaker, basically. I think Emma takes advantage of Harriet. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Um, so she tries to pair Harriet with Mr. Elton. Mr. Elton is the actually the local. He's like the pastor. He's a pastor, yeah. Um, Which doesn't isn't that doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, but um, he's like pretty high society in the town. Yeah, he's um, known as like the perfect gentleman from Highbury, right? Yeah, he's got like excellent manners and very gentlemanlike and yes, very amiable. Yes, um. He ends up being really annoying, though. Um, he does. <laughs> and, th and then eventually we meet Mrs. Elton. Mrs. Elton. Lol, 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 lol. Is fucking annoying. She's so annoying. And that's all I'm gonna. She get just here. like thinks the world revolves around her, and she's yeah. like the fucking queen of the ball. And she's she knows really best. She knows everything, which is really annoying. Um, we have um, Mrs. Mr. Bates. Martin. Ooh, Mr. Martin. Oh, yeah. Mr. Martin is a um, a local farmer yes. who kind of works for Mr. Knightley. Yes, it's kind of like lower on the tier of society and like will marry someone in, or should marry someone in his... Bracket. Thank you, yeah, I couldn't think of the word. Um, yeah, then you have Miss and Mrs. Bates. Miss and Mrs. Bates. Miss Bates is an unmarried woman who's probably closer to like Emma's mom's age. Yes. Emma's mother passed away when she was young. So, but Miss Miss Bates would probably be about the same age as Emma's mother would have been. And um, her mother Mrs. Bates who is elderly, they take care of their niece Jane Fairfax, um, but they had to send her away when she was young to go to school because she is um, they have no money. So mm -hmm. they couldn't they wanted her to get a good education so she was sent to live with Colonel and Mrs. Campbell who sent her to school at Weymouth so she can get an education and eventually become a governess 
Very well said. Okay. And then, um... Jane. Jane Fairfax. Frank. Um, Frank Churchill is... I guess we should do Mr. and Mrs. Weston first. Mrs. Yeah. Weston was originally Miss Taylor. She was Emma's governess, turned friend, turned sister-ish. Yeah. Um, and then she got married to Mr. Weston. Like, that was the beginning of the book. Mr. Weston was a local kind of bachelor, but he was older. He'd had a wife who passed away um, and a son who was then sent to live with his sister's, his, his wife's sister. And then he remarried like years and years later to Mrs. Weston. Mm-hmm. But his son is Frank Weston Churchill because mm-hmm. he was he was living with Mr. Weston's late wife's sister who married a man named Churchill. And they are super wealthy and he also went to weymouth yes good god we're 15 minutes into this episode we've only talked about the freaking characters well if it helps and you've seen the movie clueless done yeah so the movie clueless is like a cult classic um from was it what was it early 2000s uh 1995 ah okay so late late 90s yes um well mid 90s um with Alicia Silverstone, Brittany mm-hmm. Murphy, and Paul a very Rudd. young Paul Rudd. Very young Paul Rudd. Very young Paul Rudd. Um, and that is actually loosely based on the plot of Emma. Yeah. Um, so that, we both found that really helpful to, like, yeah. follow the plot. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Do we want to talk about what happens? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't we go through a real quick, like, summary? We can go by volume. Okay. We can talk through it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I have a note on um, page 39. So Mrs. Weston and Mr. Knightley have been discussing Emma, wondering whether she'll marry. Knightley seems very interested. And then um, 46, Emma is blind if she doesn't see that Elton is into her. Like, blind. Yeah, yeah. Well, and she is, but she is, though. Like, she truly is like, oh, but no, you're into Harriet, and Harriet likes you, and this is amazing. Yeah. So first, Emma's like, yes, I'm going to set my friend Harriet up with Mr. Elton. Yes. I got confused, because it said December 9th, but it's December 9th, 2020, and then I was like, but it is 2020, and then I was like, but it's January. (laughs) I saw the confusion. (laughs) The math going on in your head. Yes. Um, so Emma's like, I am going to make you a socially acceptable high society woman, almost. Yeah. And to get her, try to set her up with Mr. Elton. Mm-hmm. So, like, kind of making them talk to each other, getting them alone together, finding excuses to leave them alone together so that they like, can, like, find sparks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But she's an idiot because Mr. Elton is very clearly into Emma. Yeah, well, and... Knightley tells her that. Knightley's like, he's not going to marry Harriet. Like, he's not going to get, he's not going to be into her. He knows better than that. Mm -hmm. Like, Harriet's the daughter of who knows who, you know? And in this time, that mattered. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But the whole, another huge um, recurring event in this book is that Emma and Mr. Knightley just fight all the goddamn time. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I'm like, oh my god, just bone already. (laughs) Like, bone! Bone! (laughs) They really do. Um, yeah, so they, they, like, argue a lot, but I like that about Knightley. He's the only one who calls Emma on her shit. Absolutely. Like, Emma is an entitled little butthead sometime. (laughs) Um, but he calls her on her shit, and, Mm -hmm. like, I appreciate that about him. 
Um, um, yeah, so when it finally comes out that Elton is, in fact, in love with Emma, I was like, oh, my oh, God, who yeah. could have foreseen? And they're, know, like, they're like, oh, my goodness. Everyone. They're like, they're, like, stuck in a carriage together, and he's, like, drunk and blurting all of this out. It sounds like, like a nightmare. Honestly, and she can't escape because she's in a carriage, and she's like, no, no. She's literally like, no, 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 no. Harriet, though. And he's like, <laughs> no, woman, I love you. She's like, am, am I to understand that you never liked Harriet? And he's like, Correct. Harriet who? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. My love only beats for thee. Like, yeah, yeah. I have a quote on page 59. It is when um, Emma and Mr. Knightley, it's their first fight, talking about Emma's influence on Harriet's marriage refusal. Okay. Mr. Martin. So, Mr. Martin dropped... Oh, okay. So, Mr. Martin, remember, is like the kind of nobody person who works for um, Mr. Woodhouse, who's Emma's father, mm-hmm. and, like, the property. And um, Harriet and Mr. Martin end up, like, having this cute little thing. And she's like, I think that I like him, and I think maybe he likes me. So Mr. Martin leaves a note that's, like, basically, like, I want to marry you, bitch. And <laughs> and Harriet is like, I feel so bad. Because, like, on one hand, I'm like, make your own decisions. Mm-hmm. But she literally goes to Emma for everything. She's like, I don't know how to feel. Should I... I should do it, right? Oh, or maybe I shouldn't, and here's why. But I should. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so Emma's like, you definitely shouldn't, because in her mind, she's setting Harriet up with Mr. Elton. So Emma basically helps Harriet write this refusal letter to Mr. Martin, saying, I don't want to marry you. I wrote... I wrote... <laughs> I wrote, um... Bitch, what do you care if Harriet loves Mr. Martin? Let a woman live! This should have been called Prejudice and Prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That's the title of this episode. Prejudice and Prejudice. Emma, a.k.a. Prejudice and Prejudice. (laughs) Um, So, so, um, Mr. Knightley and Emma are arguing about Emma's influence over that letter. And Emma states, quote, It is always incomprehensible to a man that a woman should ever refuse an offer of marriage. A man always imagines a woman to be ready for anybody who asks her. And although I think she's wrong overall, I liked this state. I agree. I, I think she was wrong to interfere at all, you know? Right, but I think that's, she like, the whole character is she likes to meddle. Yeah. She should have just, like, stayed out of it. And, like, honestly, she never should have become friends with Harriet. Like Not, not for those reasons. No. Like, she didn't become friends with Harriet because she liked who Harriet was. She was like, this is a project I can get my hands in. Yeah, and... And, and that's not what friends are about. No. So, um... <laughs> I wrote on page 62 we have different books by the way and it's a different length so our pages are not going to match up okay great um but i wrote i said just a plot update emma and knightley argued over whether harriet should have married martin Uh and who was superior to who and then harriet is like "Mm, elton had something precious and said something about a lady must be me but surprise bitch it's emma right that's yet another misunderstanding emma's misunderstandings this whole this book. book is just like a, a collection of I wrote all of the misunderstandings down. You ready to hear them? Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're in my overall thoughts. This book is driven by Emma's misinterpretations, which is funny seeing that she calls herself intelligent, well-read, and insightful woman. She fails to see Mr. Elton was in love with her and not Harriet. She misses the fact that Frank is engaged to Jane and is not interested in herself. And she misses the fact that Mr. Knightley was in love with her until the very end and was never intent on marrying Harriet because she was upset. Mm-hmm. We can get there. Of course, that's at the end of the book. But, like, mistake after mistake drives it. And, like... Oh, and she thought Harriet liked Churchill. Yes. That's another one. Absolutely. And it just... Be direct with your statements. It's all a social commentary about speaking your mind and 
well, staying and out your business. Jane Austen is a social commentarian. Yes. Like, that's sense. what she does. Yeah. So, I have a quote. Um, it just says, one half of the world cannot understand the pleasures of the other. Mine was on page 79. Mine was 74. All right, so we're not far off. Yeah. Um, I have one on 77 that says, interesting concept that it's only bad to never marry if you're ugly and poor. Well, sign, sign of the times. <laughs> yeah. Because um, it was like, because I think she, I think that was Miss Bates. Miss Bates never got married and that was like bad because she, she's poor. So she really needs the money. She needs the money. Um, and getting married would do that for her. But like Emma's like, I don't ever want to marry. And like people are like, Miss Bates is like, you'll cool. be an old, wait, an old maid. Yeah. But yeah, it's okay for her too because she's, because she's rich got and pretty. a lot of money and she's pretty. They, yeah. They, I think they talk about that explicitly. Yeah, they do. But I talking about Mrs. Bates, Miss or not Mrs. Bates, Miss Bates, Bates' character for a second. I found her so annoying. Her ramblings, I can't. Her ramblings. There were pages long for yeah. her to say thank you for the. For the I don't even remember the, what, the porkling. Oh, I'm sure I'm, ling, loin. No, oh, like a little suckling thing. Was it just a loin? She was a pork loin. Okay, yeah, they sent a pork loin. Um, porkling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like her because I think she's sweet. And she's she, super like, genuine. She's super genuine and super sweet, and she's just like I happy think, to be included. I was saying it's all friends. about being included because growing up poor and kind of ugly, I guess. Like, I'm sure you're expected to not be included in these things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she is included, and not only is she included in parties and gatherings, she's included in parties and gatherings from like the wealthiest people in the area. That's huge. One of the things I cringed the hardest at. Was I just want them to melt on the cement. I understand. Um, one of the things I cringed the hardest at was um, when Emma was rude to Mrs. Bates <gasps> on Box Hill. I was I, like, Emma, you bitch. I know, but back she, the fuck up. But Emma also knew it afterwards. Yeah. But like, yeah, I was like, that, but like to was, witness it and read it, I was I like, was like oh, no. Yeah, that was. I, as far as the writing goes, I'm glad that that happened because. Even if you're not insightful enough to catch that Emma is not a good guy, this explicitly states she is not a good guy. Mm-hmm. Girl, whatever. Again, I like that Knightley called her on it. Yes, and, and that's, I like, think that's the only reason she actually was like, shit, you're right. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure she would have rationalized it to herself. Like, mm-hmm. it's fine, whatever. But Character. someone else coming to her and being like, that was wrong? You never should have done that. Which is another fight they're in. So, so far for the fights, we have Emma's influence in Harriet's marriage, refusal to Mr. Martin. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember the order. Mr. Knightley thinking that it is Frank Churchill's duty to visit his father on Christmas Day when Emma's like, let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Mm-hmm. And then this, and then the very end. Like, there's just fights, like, four fights a volume. Mm-hmm. Which I love. I love. Which, if you didn't see that being a marriage in the end, you're a dummy. Yes, correct. Right, um, so in Clueless, Cher and her stepbrother, Josh, end up getting together. So, like, same thing. They're not, and the thing is, like, the way they do it in, in in Clueless is that they were step-siblings at one point, but then Cher's dad has since divorced Josh's mom. Right, so there's, like, no relation. So they're not actually related anymore. But, and, and in this book, too, um, like, Mr. Nally, he goes, no, not brother and sister at all. Yeah. They were like, we are not related! Yeah. Which, they're, like, they're only related technically through marriage, through her right, sister. Right, through her sister. And so, like, the only thing at that point is, like, just make sure your kids don't fuck. Like, exactly, and, like, easy peasy yeah <laughs> um so um oh 
I, I wrote, Emma's dad is like a fussy grandmother. Why would you ask that doctor for a prescription? Our doctor's obviously much better and easier right? to reach. You should have told me. Like Everybody has that person in their life. I have a just a quick little blurt. Yes, blurt it. The way that... Blurt. The way that Emma <laughs> thinks to herself and talks out loud with like the short sentences and the exclamation points reminds me how Trump tweets. Oh my and, like, gosh. I Once I realized that, on page 127, I realized that, I couldn't... I was like, fuck. Ugh. It was awful. Yeah. But I she can imagine. She has important things to say. She does. Um, um, what else do I have? Um, I have a thing. The next note I have is when we are introduced to Frank Churchill. So if you have anything in between that. Mm. Yeah. When Elton proposed to Emma. Yeah. I have a note. I says, LOL, I know it's not what they mean, but the phrase making violent love to her cracked me up. Violent love. <laughs> Um, and then, um, can we talk about how Emma doesn't like Jane? Yes, let's. Because there's really no real There's no reason reason for her to dislike Jane. There's no reason. Jane is, except for jealousy. Yeah. She's jealous of Jane. And she, like, she, not that she shouldn't be, Jane's beautiful, but, like, right. Jane has never done any ill will towards her. There's no competition, like, real competition as far as interest, especially because Jane's already secretly engaged anyway. Mm-hmm. She is just sitting there being very polite and being very friendly, and I don't she's understand. Super, it, it's like Emma doesn't like her because she's pretty and she's good at everything. Yes, it's true. And, like, Emma knows that she's not good at everything. Yes. Emma just wants to be a silly girl and, like, hook people up. Yep. You know? Yep. And Jane is like... I play the piano beautifully and I'm going to be a governess and I know things and I went to school. Yeah. And, and like, Emma's like, but what? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and it bugs me. Oh, I was very wrong. I wrote, I wrote, um, LOL. So Emma is annoyed because Jane won't tell her anything about the whole Dixon thing. Yeah. And then I wrote, I'm calling that Jane ends up with Elton. I was wrong. You were wrong. I was wrong. But I didn't see Jane being with anyone ever. I didn't either. Do you want to explain the Dixon thing? Sure. Um, so the Dixon thing... Emma was living with a family called the Campbells, and their daughter, Miss Campbell, was married to a man named Mr. Dixon. And then the family went away to Ireland, and Jane was super often sick. Yes. And so they sent her back to stay with her aunt in Highbury again, um, hoping that her native heir would help cure her. Um... Everyone's always worried about the fucking flu in this book. I know. I, it's not even the flu. It's a cold. It, yeah, it's just a cold. Maybe it's like an influenza thing at the times. I well, don't know. Also, I'm that sure was one of my questions. Medicine wasn't like amazing. So like you get a cold, you get a cold, you yeah. might die. Yeah. <laughs> um, just go to Bath. Go to Bath. Um, I couldn't pronounce it as Bath. I was like, I have to say Bath. Bath. And then after that, I was like, well, I guess the whole thing's in an English accent now. <laughs> Dixon. Dixon. So at one point, it, it's... Um, told that Dixon saved Jane's life while they were at school together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Emma imagines this whole thing in her head where, like, Jane really liked Mr. Dixon, but he married Mrs. Ca- or Miss Campbell, so she couldn't. She could never go to Ireland with them because she has an unhealthy attachment to him. It's like four whole pages of Emma's fake ass fantasy. Which yeah, like, girl, I get, but Jesus. I get it too. But like, separate fantasy yes. and reality, yeah. like. Oh, oh, that it really annoyed me. Um, and then, um, so that's the Dixon thing. So she comes back, um, and 
it also felt like Jane or Emma was coming up with that out of jealousy and like trying to come up with a reason why Jane should not be happy and like. Right. Um, Which again, what's the underlying factor? It had to be jealousy. It, it's got to be jealousy. Which is, I think, interesting because, other than that, I don't see jealousy in Emma's character. I don't either. But I also think I think that it's definitely that because I, I don't even know because like after it comes out that Jane and Frank Churchill have been engaged for months, mm-hmm. like Emma's like, oh my god, I'm so happy for you! Like, and it seemed genuine. It seemed really genuine. So it, maybe it was because she. Maybe it was because it was a threat to Harriet and a threat to the project. Maybe. Not a threat, like, as a new, young, pretty person, but the fact that it's a third variable in a project that you didn't expect. Hmm. And then when you realize that variable's already engaged, which takes them out of the project, then it's all fine. So it comes out that Jane and uh, Frank Churchill, which, remember, is the um, Son of Mr. Weston. Fucking Christ, I get it all fucked up. <laughs> I also wrote, I wrote down, son of Mr. Wetton, comma, marries Jane. But anyway, yeah. so it comes out that Jane and Frank have been secretly engaged, which I would like to please discuss if that was a good time. Yeah, sure. Why? Why was we, it a secret? It was a secret because Frank's aunt, the mm-hmm. one who was, like, raising him, was very much like, she'll never be good enough for you. And, and they never had be to wait until she died. So they had to wait until she was dead to get, like, fully engaged and have, like, his parents' permission. Okay. I wrote something else down to follow up, and I don't remember. Hold on. Wait. Because I think I think his his aunt, Mrs. Churchill, would have cut him off if he had married Jane. Like, from money, you mean? Yes. Okay. Oh, never mind. Oh, did you see that coming? I guess no. That was my... That was a question. Did you see Jane and Frank's courtship coming? Um... Let me see. I truly... I don't... If I was thinking about... Well, because I knew Frank would not end up with... Um, anybody because he was like going back to Clueless. Remember, if you've watched Clueless, he was the Christian of the right. Christian was the yeah. He was the Christian of the movie, so like he wasn't gonna get with anybody. Right. Yes. So it's like, well, he's not gonna get with anybody, and so I think if I I think if I was thinking to pair him with someone, maybe I would have thought of Jane. But since I in my head I was like, oh, okay, he's not gonna be with Emma, and he's not gonna be with Harriet, and I just didn't think that they even ran in the same circles or knew each other. Yeah, um, let me see. Oh, I called it around page 300. Oh, nice. Okay, when when did we find out? Um, oh, and then 323, I said, it is now my opinion that Jane and Frank have been hiding a romance and that Frank sent the piano. And then, um. Yes, Jane received an anonymous piano. Oh, yeah, that's important. I don't know. Where did that happen? It was... You find um, out in volume three, I know. Yes. So. Which apparently my notes Box go from Hill. volume one to volume two to overall thoughts. <laughs> so. Yeah, like you like you said, volume three was very quick. Ah, okay. So it was very shortly after that that you found out. Okay. But you still called it. It was about ten pages before that I called the piano thing. It was gotcha. about forty pages before that, that called I called they were together. Gotcha. Um. Let's see. Oh, I have a... Well, that's... I'll say that. I have one quote that I'd like to talk about. Yes, let's do it. Um, I conditioned for nothing else, but without music, life would be a blank to me. Love the quote. Annoyed that Mrs. Elton said it. I know, right? I'm so mad. I don't, don't want to like Mrs. Elton at all. She's really annoying. She's really, really annoying. Um, I had, at one point, I have a quote that says, 
Good lord, what a collection of characters. Mrs. Bates talking everyone's ears off for two straight pages. Mrs. Elton, who is so freaking conceited. Mr. Churchill is kind of a twat. <laughs> Emma, who thinks she knows better than everyone else. At least they have flaws. Um, and that makes it more realistic. But I also have a quote. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't remember. It was, <laughs> surprise, surprise. It's uh, Mr. Knightley and Emma fight. But I don't remember what it was about. Okay. But I don't. The, what My point was that it doesn't matter. Okay. So. Um, Mr. Knightley says, I am not prejudiced. And Emma says, but I am very much and without being ashamed at all. My love for Mr. and Mrs. Weston gives me a decided prejudice in his favor. I just wanted to say, like, like kudos to her to being like, yeah, I'm fucking prejudiced. And like, yeah. and I think I am too. Like, if you get in a fight with someone, I'm probably going to be on your side without hearing the full story. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I just thought that was um, I think that's an interesting correct point. in character. I think that's an interesting point. I like it. I've like I've never admitted to somebody I'm prejudiced, although every single person in the world is prejudiced to an extent of yeah. something. Yeah. Um, my last quote, actually, we'll just finish out with that. Um, I said, it says, could he have seen the heart, he would have cared very little for the lungs. That was when, um, yeah. right after Knightley had professed that he loves Emma. Surprise! And, um, and Mr. Woodhouse is like, oh, Mr. Woodhouse is like, are you feeling okay? Like, how are your lungs? And being the hypochondriac that he is, like, thinking everybody's gonna... So Mr. Woodhouse is like, um, like, how, you know, how are your lungs? Whatever. And Knightley is like, you're gonna hate me when you find out that your daughter and I are, like, kind of engaged. Like, um, which I also think is really interesting that, like, in Pride and Prejudice, they have to get the father's permission before asking the daughter. And that was not the case in any of these, it seems. No. It seems like they entered the agreement and then it was like... By the way, we're doing this. We're getting like, married. In my opinion, it should be, but do whatever you want. I agree. But, like, I was interested. Was I want to know, like, how how many years were between Pride and Prejudice and Emma? Like, when it was actually written or, like, in the storyline? Like well, if they, you don't ever the really universe? know when they're set, right? No. I would just assume they're set, like near the years that they're they're written let me see Pride and Prejudice was written 1813 and Emma was 1815 so there's only two years between the two that's interesting um okay talking through things again I have a another quote okay um, this is now in volume two, moving through volume two. So do you want to, no. Is there anything else we want to talk about in volume I one? I say, yeah, I, I think I'm good with volume one. Volume one is mainly just the setup. Well, and, and Mr. it's, Elton. and Elton. And, but like. But he doesn't come back with Mrs. Elton until volume two, right? Right. Okay. So we can, we'll, we can talk about that then. He just like dips. Yeah. Well, and so the quote I have is when Emma meets Jane and Jane just finished playing the piano. Mm-hmm. I need that. I need to. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so this is after Emma finished, or I'm sorry, after Jane, her, after Emma just heard Jane play the piano. Okay. And she says, quote, I was pleased, this is her talking to herself. I was pleased with my own perseverance in asking questions to Jane and amused to think how little information I obtained. And then in my head, I'm like, hey, what's the lowdown with this new bitch over here? Yeah. But, like, it speaks to Jane's character. She's just, like, very reserved and very polite. And, like, think about a new person you've met that you, like, you've talked to and asked questions for an hour and you actually have no idea who they are. Yes. 100%. But, you know what I think is interesting is Jane definitely answered questions that way because she didn't want to give anything away about Frank. Right. Which so, does like, come into play because then they get a little 
when, when well, when Jane I finds out, was so Frank's annoyed with Frank. No, with Emma because Emma's like Frank. I think that at that Jane's like hooking up with Mister Dixon on the side, yeah. and Frank's like. Oh, and I'm like, Emma, you literally just met this dude. Like, exactly. What? what are you doing? I don't, I only talk about, like, that with, you. don't like, talk you. shit like that unless you know the person right. really well and you know they're not going to tell I anybody. Know. Well, and it comes back to bite him because then Frank is like, well, I'm going to act a fool even though I'm secretly engaged. And Jane was like, why are you acting a fool? We're secretly engaged. And she was yeah. like, dip. Bye. Yeah. And she's like, peace, I'm leaving. Going to go be a governess. And he's like, no. And it's like, you, he never should have flirted so openly with Emma. Like, I understand to did, cover. If he did, he should have told yes, Emma. Yes, it should have been like in a... Or... Like, a, like, like I so will help you cover away. it up. Yes. Or he should have been like, Jane, my love, my darling, my dear, I'm going to go be a dog. Bye. Yeah. Because we have to keep the cover. Yeah. But, well, I mean, and I, I guess think, he yeah. could have been a gentleman without being overly flirtatious. Mm-hmm. Like, be Mr. Knightley. Yeah. Mr. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, he's not but overly flirtatious. If he if he was Mr. Knightley, Emma probably would have liked him more. Oh, no, I just meant, like, well, I think Emma likes Mr. Knightley the most because they share the same level of intellect. That's interesting, too. I think that's, well, and because they've known each other for so long. That's too true. You know? Yeah, Mr. Knightley has surely known, well, Emma has known Mr. Knightley since she was born. Yeah. So yeah. they're basically And close. I watched the miniseries, and in the miniseries, um, it's said that they've known each other their whole lives. Yeah. Like, in the book, it says... Mr. Ratley says, I was 22 when you were born, and I've been there ever since, or something I like it, that. He was 16, I thought. Oh, m- something around in there. The, in the miniseries, he says he was 16. It might be different in the book. N- you might be right, though, because in, in the movie, he's... Well, it might be in the middle, because in the movie, he says 22. Mm. I watched the movie, so we have all of our bases covered. Yay! You should watch the movie. It was Is it good? really good. With they, Gwyneth? Yes. Okay. She, did a per- she was the perfect person to play Emma, okay. but... They changed. It was all very according to script until the end. No. Yeah. So, um, you, you don't get anything you of Jane dipping out to her new position. You don't get any of that. You don't get um, waiting to tell her father. They immediately go and tell him, and he's like, "Yeah." Oh my god. But other than that, I, I like the movie as a whole. I really enjoyed it. But as like sticking to the book, it's a seven out of ten. Okay. All right, maybe and then we'll we can watch go see tonight. the new one in 2020. Oh my god, I'm so excited! Yeah, we have to go together. It is 2020, but um, oh my god, <laughs> we can go next month when it comes out. We can bring our books like this. Like, we're, we're big fans. Throwback to Emma episode. Yeah, um, episode Emma. Yeah, episode Emma. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, so that was volume two, Jane for me. So let's see. And Anything now else in volume two, Mrs. Mr. Elton, Elton Mr. Returns. Elton. Yes. Oh yeah, Mr. Elton comes back with a wife, and she's annoying as fuck. Her she's name's like, Augusta, which I had didn't even know until like the end right she, i don't think you ever well it's like it's like the married women and the men you yeah. like don't like what is elton's first name you don't know is it the only reason mister the only reason i know that mr knightley's first name is george is from the miniseries oh huh yeah i think i was doing i was looking up character synopsis and it was like augusta hawkins I was like yeah. who the fuck is that <laughs> and it said aka mrs elton I yeah was like ah yeah well, and in the movie, they make a big deal about calling people Mr. and Mrs. Blank. Please don't tell me to stop. Okay. Okay. So, in, I don't know if this is the same for the miniseries, but in the movie, um, they make a big huff over um, 
calling people Mr. and Mrs. because it's like the proper thing to do. Mm-hmm. And Mrs. Elton calls Mr. Knightley like Knightley. Knightley. Yeah. And then Emma's, and Emma's like, like No! Yeah. You don't know him! Exactly. Like, She's oh. just very like Yeah. She's like the color fuchsia in an all nude party. Yes. That's amazing. Thanks. We can see you because you're fuchsia! <laughs> oh, throw back to the second episode? Yes! Oh my gosh. So I have a question about Mr. and Mrs. Elton. Yes. Do you? Th- I have quite a few questions, and you can just like fire answer. Okay. Ready? Do you think he is happy in this marriage? Yes, but only because of money. Okay. Because I put on the one hand he's just as nasty, but on the other hand he's like, he seems tired with her. Yeah. Well, she keeps like like talking for him, Mr. And, e. Yeah. And he, but he seems elated and delighted to be like, look, I'm married. But it might be because you snuffed me, Emma, and now I have this person. Yeah. I think he he likes. He wants to be married because he wants to show Emma that he was a good catch and because he wants the pomp and circumstance that comes with marrying well, I think. And vice versa. Do you think Jane, whoa. Mrs. Elton, do you think Mrs. Elton is happy? Why did she marry him? Like what's going on here? I think she's happy because she just wanted to be a bride because okay. I, apparently in their society, like being a newlywed is like, you have to treat them the best. Oh, so I was just asking you um, what Question, what yes. your deal with Mr. and Mrs. Elton is. I think Mrs. Elton just wanted to be a bride. I think she right because like, you were talking about how newlyweds are like oh, you treat them like like newborns. they they yeah well they have like a they have a a ball and Mrs. Weston's like we wanted Emma to open the ball and like I didn't really understand what that meant in the book but when I watched the miniseries essentially that meant that Mrs. Elton got to pick all of the dances yeah and so they wanted Emma to do that because Emma is like the highest born person there mm-hmm. I guess um, but since Mrs. Elton is the most recently married it was like it's her. like her right interesting hmm. um, no it's got it's got Knightley's first name on the back of the book <laughs> did you read the back of the book no I mean why would you we already know this book so it says Emma Woodhouse handsome clever and rich had ne- lived nearly 21 years in the world oh so she was only 20 um, nearly 21 years in the world with very little to distress or vex her this comedy of manners, published in 1816, what? features Emma as an avowed spinster and matchmaker who is convinced that she knows best who should marry whom. And despite Austen's own doubts, the charming and infuriating heroine is a favorite of many readers. Having almost ruined the prospects of Harriet Smith, her protege, and been reprimanded by her good friend George Knightley, Emma George finally Knightley. learns a little humility. She also comes to some surprising conclusions about love and marriage. Yes. George. George Knightley. George Knightley. I like him a lot. I like him a lot. I think I like him better than Darcy. I do too, but I think it's only because I think he's smarter than Darcy. I don't think Darcy's not intelligent. I think they're probably on similar grounds there, but I think I think Knightley, Knightley is more generous. It? Oh, really? I think Knightley's more generous, and I think he's like... Like, one of the whole Knightley... points of Pride and Prejudice is that, like... It's not just Elizabeth who is proud and prejudiced. It's like right. Darcy is too, and that makes him <coughs> bless you. Thank you. That makes him less likely to like um, marry below him, and like he looks down on society, and like doesn't make friends easily, and like he's just not personable. Where I think Knightley is very personable, and That's he cares true. about like 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 take like when he talks to Emma about how she was talking to Mrs. Bates or Miss Bates. And how he's like, he says something like, 
she's not at your station. And so the way you talk to her sets the precedent for how other people are allowed to talk he to her. He explains why it's wrong, not just says you're wrong. Yes. And I like that a lot. That he's, shows to me that he's generous and he wants to help the people that are below him. So like, like a good father. Yeah. Well, and like, if you think about it, this is a Harry Potter quote, but like, if you want to know, um, about a man you look at how he treats his inferiors not Mm -hmm. his equals because that'll tell you if he's like got a good heart according to mindhunter you should ask him how they think about his mother Hmm. if they hold their mother in high regard then you know they'll treat you the same way because the way you act and think towards women is the same way you act and think towards your mother because that's your first interaction interesting so mr miss elton infuriating next I don't have anything else until Mr. Knightley is back from London and was trying to tell Emma that he, Emma that he loves her. I had one note about, like, when Emma and Harriet are, like... Emma's like, Harriet, I think you might like this guy. And Harriet's like, he's way out of my league. And Emma's like, but, like, more outrageous things have happened. And she's like, but we won't name the gentleman. I'm like, that is so dumb. Like, you are being... You are yeah. setting yourself up yes. for a miss interpretation yeah, like because that's the whole fucking point of this goddamn book uh, that was, i love i was so, much. so i was like i was like they're talking about different people i don't know who she's talking about well i was like i think she's talking about nightly if yeah. i'm going off the movie clueless but like i'm annoyed <laughs> like, yeah. so um that was annoying and then like how emma was like it was like as soon as she realized her um feelings for nightly she had no idea how to talk to him Right, which I think is hilarious because she is never speechless about anything. Yeah, and she was like, she was like, (laughs) (laughs) please don't, please don't tell me. (laughs) Well, yeah, he's like, please don't tell me. And then, and then what he says like, have I no hope of succeeding? Well, I thought that's because she thought that he was going to talk about Harriet. Yeah, but like another misinterpretation. Another misinterpretation. He, she thought that he liked Harriet, but he was always talking to Harriet, trying to get Harriet like to move back towards Robert Martin. Right, which fun fact, she does. She does. Which they she should have in the fucking first time. Yeah. Which I do have a note about that. I just wanted to say, like, as far as character goes, mm-hmm. her self-confidence has fucking skyrocketed. Yeah. Because when she bumps in to um, Mr. Martin at Ford's and, like, starts the whole conversation again and he's like, oh, don't go this way, it's flooded, like, as a way of helping her. She's like, she says, oh... So she used to ask Emma for help, literally saying, quote, make me comfortable. Mm-hmm. But when she has feelings for, um, when she has f- feelings for Mr. Martin, again, for like at the end of the book, she's like, it's perfect and this is what I want to do before asking Emma's opinion. And yeah. I think that's a huge character that's a big development step. for her. That's a big step for her. Plus it also comes out that she's like the son of, or the daughter of a tradesman. And right, she would have been a poor match for anybody else. Yeah. So. It's good. It, it was, it works out the way it's supposed to. Um... What else do I have? I don't have any other questions. We kind of answered them throughout. Um, I also don't have any more overall thoughts other than I love this book, but that's just because I fucking love Jane Austen. And I do have one little thing at, like, the end-ish. I have one thing. (laughs) Okay, I'll read you my last two notes. Okay. Page 394. My book was 412 pages. Page 394. Oh, God damn it. I was all about this Emma and Knightley business, but he's been in love with her since she was 13. Gross. 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 I was so mad about it. I was like, I really like them together. And I can, I can kind of forgive it, but like, cause it's the 18. He like watched her grow up. Cause like he, if, even if he was only 16 when she was born, like he literally watched Watched her her grow up as a child. And like at 13, 
if he's 16 years older than her, he's in his fucking 30s. Yeah, as a 13 year old, he's like, yeah, I want to marry you and give you children. And he was like, and I, I was in love with you at 13, as early as 13. You have to excuse like, it for the time, but it doesn't make it any less nasty. Yeah, it was gross. And then my last note <laughs> just says, yay, a happy ending. This bitch loves a happy ending. <laughs> this bitch does love a happy ending. This bitch ending. loves a happy ending. So um, I loved this book. I said my final two notes, but okay. okay, So you and I talked about this, but like for the record, um, like part one, volume one was a little slow to start for me. And then the second half of part one went really fast. Part two dragged a little bit, but volume three, I flew through. I literally finished volume three in an hour and a half. It was so good. It was so good. The writing picks up. It does. And she ties everything together really, really well. And a beautiful bow, which I I adore. Yes. I love it. And, like, I don't really see any loopholes. I don't really see Mm -hmm. any, like, I I loved it. I was like, yes, marriages, happy endings, beautiful. Everybody has someone. And she apologized to Mrs. Miss Bates. Which, realistic, yeah. Yeah. I loved it. I love. I loved it. You ready for my thing? Yes. So you know how they like riddles? Yes. I have a riddle for you. Yes. Okay. Ready? Yes. Dare trespass my threshold? Don't dream you shall flee. The strongest, the swiftest cannot evade me. I'll seize you and crush you and wrench you apart, though no one may gaze on my singular heart. Can I have a, can I have a clue? Do I, do I consider each line itself or each? Um, let me look at it. Um, each line can be um looped back to what it is Mm. how many how many words is the answer two two words the most helpful ones were the first two lines don't think too hard on singular heart oh god i will give you a hint okay it's not a tangible thing not a tangible thing like a door i'm coming up with this nightmare and i feel like that's not right it i mean it would show up on relatedwords.com for nightmare i think Definitely, in, you're in the right, like, uh... Wheelhouse? Yeah. Right. Scary kind of thing. Okay, scary. Um, nightmare monster? No. Um. Well, if it was monster, then maybe a strong man could beat it up, but the third line says that's not so. Remember, it's not tangible. Nightmare, not tangible. It's a nightmare. Uh, but it's also not something stupid like depression. <laughs> like, it's a real, like... It's a real... You know what I mean? Um, it's not trying to trick you. Although depression, I think, would also work. <laughs> it's not, though. I give you another hint. Okay. So think of somewhere where you don't have any control. Would you say you have control walking to your car? Going to your apartment? Everything that happens on Earth? Hotel California. No. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, well, now I'm thinking like life and death. Like nobody can escape death. I mean, you would certainly die, but it is not death. It is not. It's difficult. I had to use the three hints that the website gave me. Oh, there's hints? Well, I gave you. Oh, those were the hints? You have one more, which will give it away. Okay. Oh. Okay. What is it? Um, it in space photo captured in 2019. In space photo captured. Yeah, it's in space. Okay. And a photo was captured of it in 2019. 
A black hole? Oh! Oh, I'm... Your computer turned off. Oh, black hole. Black hole! I want to read it again. Yeah. So you can't get out of a black hole. Strongest to swiftest cannot evade me. Oh! Okay. That makes sense. It was hard. I that had to makes use sense. all three hints. Yeah, okay. Interesting. I love it. And those <laughs> are all the notes I have for Emma. I love it. I love it. I liked this book a lot. Me it like too. It got me on a Jane Austen kick. Like, I want to read all of her books now. Consider, I, I would say not a, well, I'm talking out of my asshole. I would assume not a lot of readers have read Jane Austen because she's not easy to read. I mean, it was right. written in the 1800s, so it's got that kind of language. And I, I read I read one passage of it to yeah, Adam. Yeah. And it was like, he was like, what did exactly. you just say? Like, <laughs> it, it take, that's why this book took a little bit longer. I have to read slower. Yeah. It's all in plain English. Yeah, it is, but, like... I challenge you to read a Jane Austen book. I mean, it's good to help to challenge your brain because everyone can read. Here we go. Just, just yeah, for, just a little for taste. A taste. Okay. Upon such occasions, poor Mr. Woodhouse's feelings were in sad warfare. He loved to have the cloth laid because it had been the fashion of his youth, but his conviction of suppers being very unwholesome made him rather sorry to see anything put on it. And while his hospitality would have welcomed his visitors to everything, his care for their health made him grieve that they would eat. Set the table. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's just... It's just a lot. And it's great. And I challenge you for 2020 to read a Jane Austen book and let us know how you liked it. That's a good challenge. Read one Jane Austen book a year. Yeah, like one classic, one classic. difficult novel. I kind of want to read Anna Karenina, but it's... A long book ridiculously yeah. long because i was like then i was i was looking at um okay so we'll just dive into this i when i left or when i finished the book i watched the miniseries and then i finished the miniseries and i was like now i'm gonna watch the pride and prejudice miniseries and then i finished that and i was like i want to watch rewatch pride and prejudice the like the movie with Kira knightley again and then i got into like watching videos with Kira knightley and she was talking about other Love movies Karen. that she'd been in and she played anna karenina in Really? The movie, yeah. That I did not. There's know. a movie with um, Kira Knightley playing Anna Karenina, and so I was like, "What is the story of Anna Karenina?" And then I like went and read through that story, and it's freaking wild. It's like this, but I've like never read it. twelve times as long. It's it's like eight of these. Oh God, that would take a year in itself. Yeah. Um. So it's like a really long book, but it's also considered the best novel of all time. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not kidding you. Why is it called that? I want. Um, I want reasons. It's. it's written by Tolstoy and like it's very well thought out because he so he wrote it in like installments I guess so like it he would release parts of it at a time and so it was released over a very long period of time and it's like really beautifully written and everything is like I don't know many writers consider Anna Karenina the greatest work of literature ever and Tolstoy himself called it his first true novel anyways we're not doing a podcast on Anna Karenina. We're doing a podcast on Emma. But um, read it. If I'd it's like your first Jane it. Austen, maybe not. If you've dabbled, do it. You know what I think would help? Watch either the movie or the miniseries first. Yes. That way when you read, you can kind of be like, oh, this was the movie and this is what they're trying to say. And yes. it'll help you start to read and understand how she writes. Yes. Yeah. I think I want to read Sense and Sensibility next. I have it if you want to borrow it. Hmm. I also have it. I just oh, have to okay. unpack it. Gotcha. So it's a Penguin edition, so I might have notes. Oh, you know what? I think I have a copy of this book, <laughs> but it's packed. 
so you just buy a new one. <laughs> well, you know. So it's fine. Um, we'll do a giveaway. We'll do a giveaway. Um, you know, because people want my books. Um. Anyways, um, that's Emma by Jane Austen. Thank you for reading and listening. This rounds out. I know this will be posted in 2020, but this rounds out our book list for 2019. Yes. So we're going to start next with our January book, which is going to be in the horror genre. It's called The Dead Girls Club. And it is a brand new book. So it came Cannot. out, it came out yeah. in December of 2019. We're really excited about it. Um, I will be posting about it on our website. I'm really sorry if it's not up there when you check. We'll get there. <laughs> Bear with us. Yes. So, um, be like bees. Support us on Patreon. Especially, you know, if it's your New Year's resolution to be more generous and support local, local artists. artists. Um, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Not, not LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Um, we love you guys. Happy New Year and be safe, be healthy. Yeet. The, the way that Emma Blurt. think. <laughs> Drink. Blurt. The way. Ah! <laughs> the way.